Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Draft Eligible, the podcast where we draft various topics of uh, fantasy f- sports style. Um, and tonight we have a great topic of the season, the NFL season's upon us. Um, and we are going to be focusing on teams that did not make the playoffs in the 2020 season that we think are going to make the playoffs in the 2021 season and wanted to do this topic because it really grinds my gears that we see all these experts make their predictions for the 2021 season and they're all the same teams that made it in the previous season which we know is not true there's usually about a 50 percent turnover in teams so we decided to go ahead and try to pick uh, the teams we feel are going to make the playoffs in 2021. But before we get to that, uh, let me introduce the other uh, hosts on this show. How's it going, Dylan? Hey, how's it going? And what's going on, Frank? Hey, guys. Happy to uh, – I guess I can't pick the Chiefs, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, that's my wild card team to make the playoffs. But uh, I'm excited to share some, some nuggets tonight. Right. Uh, So, as always, we spin our fun random wheel that we find on the internet, uh, and Dylan will be the leadoff hitter tonight, uh, followed by yours truly, and then Frank will bring in at number three. The caboose, if you would. Big big caboose. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, why don't we get things started? Dylan, lead us off, my friend. All right. So, with my, uh, my first overall pick... For a team that did not make the playoffs last year, that will make the playoffs this year, I will go with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I think it, it's, I mean, obviously, this draft is going to get a whole lot harder <laughs> and is going to probably become like a debate team practice where you're, you might not really think that, but you're going to be saying it. But um, uh, I think the 49ers are just, I mean, with injuries and think everything that could have gone wrong went wrong last year. Aside from that, I think you would have seen them in the playoffs. You would have seen them probably deep into the playoffs. Even you can make an argument. So I think now you got fresh guys. Uh, you got a you know you got a little bit of a quarterback battle there, but um, that's that's not a bad thing to have if your quarterback struggling to have someone behind them that can come in and possibly uh, pick up where the other one is lacking. Uh, and I just think. I think the talent's there. I think the coach is there. I think the front office is there. I think it's a pretty bulletproof team as long as injuries don't, you know, rear their heads again. Um, but I, I think it's fair to say that if they stay relatively healthy, I believe they will definitely be making the playoffs. I know it's a tough division, but um, I, I would say they're probably the second to the first best team healthy uh, in that division. So, uh, JJ, what do you think about the old 49ers make, getting back in the playoffs? Yeah, that's one of the more popular ones, and and you hit it, Dylan. Like they were primed to go to the playoffs last year, um, and that's the team. I mean, there's always those two or three teams every year that got hit with the injury bug. 49ers definitely uh, one, if if not the most affected teams by injury last year. Uh, but all those guys are coming back because uh, you got to remember. I mean, two years ago, this team was in the Super Bowl, and they were very close to winning the Super Bowl um, if it wasn't for Frank's team <laughs> to to uh, bring it home. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they, if you look at their roster, they are they are loaded uh, top to bottom. Um, 
you know, they get, uh, you know, I think one of the things that hurt them and as much uh, flack that he gets, I think Jimmy Garoppolo coming back healthy uh, because once he went out last year, I mean, it was just quarterback carousel. They just couldn't score a lot of points. It was just a, kind of a disaster so um, I know they drafted Trey Lance um, and everybody's pounding the table for him to get in the game or get on the field um, but you know if, if Jimmy if Jimmy G is on his game we've seen what he can do um, and now that you know you have Brandon Ayuk in, in his uh, second year uh, Debo Samuel hopefully he's healthy George Kittle hopefully he's healthy um, and most are, I mean like all those guys had injury problems at some point last year so you get all the the band back together they can do they those guys once you get the ball in their hand any one of them um they're they're a threat to score every time so if they all stay healthy uh they definitely have a great shot not only of going to the playoffs but winning the division and, and like you said they like they could go deep yeah i think i think this is a team I, I think this is uh you could call it an easy pick but when they're playing in that division right that division i think you know we've all mentioned it in the past it's, it's probably the toughest division in the nfl but the thing they have going for them is they were so good last year pre-injury and the injuries didn't happen like week eight or nine. Like these were uh, the MetLife turf, right. Was the, was the victim where I think that's where Bosa tore his knee up. And um, you know, there are so many injuries early that they, they couldn't really do what they do well with, with the running game, right. They couldn't open up the running game. They couldn't blow out people and just grind it out on you. Like it, they had to rely on, you know, Nick Mullins, and C.J. Beathard, <laughs> uh, guys that really just weren't going to to, to take you very far. And I, I think, you know, when you have a coach like Kyle Shanahan, who outside of Super Bowl seems to be the, a really legit coach, and one of the best minds out there, at least in the offensive game. And um, this is a team that they just they, – I feel like they've loaded up. They added the – they got their quarterback of the future, right? They are going to get him on the field no matter what. And I think uh, – the sooner they get him on the field, the better. And I, I think, especially if you add him mid-year, uh, there's going to be a lot of teams that are playing that just aren't ready to match up against him. And, and he's going to kind of tear them apart, through, especially through the run game. Last year, they only had two games where they had over 100 yards rushing, or 100 yard rusher. Um, and I think adding the guy like Trey Lance into that, and if Mozart is healthy, and um, you know Trey Sermon maybe is you know the next guy up if if he can stay healthy. Um, he showed in college that he's a dynamic running back as well. So you, you kind of have this attack of just you can run the ball any way you want and, and go far. So I, I really like this pick. I think this is a team that should for sure, I guess barring injury is a safe bet, but for sure should make the playoffs this year. Cool. JJ, I believe you are up next with our second pick. Yes, sir. Um, so this next team, uh, kind of like the 49ers they had a lot of promise uh, going into the 2020 season same deal <laughs> injuries at key positions just kind of derailed their whole season um, and it was just it, overall just a disappointing year for this club but you know assuming health is there uh, the, this team I think is loaded to uh, make that push for the playoffs um, they definitely improved on one side of the football um, and as much as it pains me to say this, it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys with my pick. Um, I mean, we saw how offensively last year, Dak Prescott and that offense was lighting it up early in the year. And then, you know, he had a horrific ankle injury and it just all the wheels, the wheels just completely fell off that team. I mean, it just, you know, the, the, you could tell that the backup quarterbacks could not handle um you know, what Dak Prescott was doing. The defense was not ready yet. They, they were one of the worst, if not the worst defenses in the league. I mean, teams were just 
march up and down the field on, on them at will. So, uh, but fast forward to the 2021 season, Dak's healthy. He's got a brand new contract. He's satisfied. He's ready to go. He's ready to prove himself that not only he's healthy, but he could take the team um, not only to the playoffs, but uh, somewhere in the, somewhere deep in the playoffs. Um, everybody's clamoring for CD land this year. We all think he's going to have a monster year. I mean, Amari Cooper is still a, a huge threat on the outside. Michael Gallup is a, is a key weapon. Zeke Elliott's in the best shape of his life. Um, and hopefully is because he's my fantasy running back. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they kind of retool the offensive line a little bit. And then they definitely reloaded the defense. Got a lot of players in there. Um, got Dan Quinn, the new defensive coordinator, who has done some good things as a D.C. So uh, they get some familiar faces uh, on that as well. Guys like Keon O'Neill, who can do a little of both um, safety and linebacker. Um, and they obviously spend a lot of draft capital on defense, too, headlined by Micah Parsons. Um, you know, and that linebacker core with him and uh, Van Der Esch and Smith. I mean, that's that's just scary on paper. And if they produce like their talent, uh, they're going to be a lot better on defense. And they only have to be kind of in the middle of the road uh, if that offense is clicking. Uh, because that offense can score 30 points a week um, if it's firing on all cylinders. And if the defense can, you know, hold a team to less than that, <laughs> that's all that matters, right? Is, is putting those wins up on, on the, um, on this, on this, on this uh, board there. So um, that's, that's what I'm going with my first pick, the Dallas Cowboys uh, six and 10 last year, but uh, definitely going to make a push push this year yeah i mean what one more win and they made the playoffs last year right and that yeah. was with andy dalton and ben DiNucci and you know the other cast of misfits at quarterback and i think you're right you know that defense was definitely a disappointment but uh the way dak prescott played those first four games we were talking like they were one in three and we were talking about possible mvp right like he was going to put up five thousand yards um now you know if if he's healthy they that offense is, is, is damn near unstoppable. Like the way he played. And uh, I, I hope he's healthy. It's, it's a good story. Uh, the thing I, I do like is I, I, you know, I think Micah Parsons, I love Micah Parsons, Penn state guy, um, you know, super, superior leader on defense. I don't know how he helps the coverage, except maybe he gets to the passer, right? Like, I guess their goal is let him rush the passer, uh, let him blitz, let him cover the tight ends and, you know, do those kind of things. There's some athletic tight ends in this division, right? So, you know, I think he, he helps in that respect, but I think the, the goal is still going to be, you know, who's going to stop Terry McLaurin, who's going to stop, you know, Devonta Smith, right. And, and who's going to stop Kenny Galladay and, and Sterling Shepard and, and all these other guys, like, you know, you have a lot of these receivers in that division that I, I don't know on the outside, but the things they do like is you mentioned Zeke Elliott being in the best shape of his life. Um, this wide receiver core, man, it's, it, this is a, a trio of wide receivers that is really hard to compete with um, outside of the week one game. I don't know if there's a, you know, against the bucks, I, I, that's probably the only other wide receiver court for one through three that can really stand up to Cooper lamb and in Gallup. So I, I'm excited to see it. I, I, I really hope Dak is, is, is back to where he was and there's no kind of hesitation or hiccup in his game. If there is, I can't blame him, but Dylan, what do you see from the Cowboys? Do you think, do you think playoffs are, easily on the radar or, or likely? I think, yeah, like, I mean, there's something that just looms. It seems to loom over the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to playoffs. So, like, there's there's, there's, there's just that, that unexplainable thing that makes you worry about them making the playoffs. But, I mean, you look at 
their their team on paper. Their team on paper is like if you did a if you did like a Madden fantasy draft, you'd end up with like the Dallas Cowboys in real life. Like you got three wide receivers that are great. You got a running back that's one of the best. You got a quarterback that's one of the best. Like you have a you have such a good team on paper. Um, I kind of wonder what happened. I I don't like totally trust Mike McCarthy. I I don't know. I don't get a good vibe from him. But I mean, you add in that talent with with just the division that they're in right now and the shape that, that division's in, where you know probably the next best team is I don't know Washington, which is you know what I mean like you have teams in trying to find out who their quarterback is, trying to find out like who, who what their identity as a team is now, um, you know you, you throw that into the mix. And like you said, the beginning of last year before Dak went down, they were, you know, they were they were a, a very good team. They're putting up a lot of offensive yards. Their defense is kind of letting them down. So I definitely think, you know, all all the stars are aligned for Dallas to make that jump into the playoffs. It's just a matter of whether they somehow find a way to Dallas the situation. <laughs> and give it away to someone else but it's, it's almost like their division to give away you know what i mean like they they hold the keys and all they gotta do is just not mess this up so i think it's pretty safe to say that that we'll see dallas back in the playoffs this year jj i was just gonna ask real quick do you do you think dallas wins the division no i i still think washington wins the division yeah i think da- dallas could could most certainly get in via wild card. Interesting. Agreed. All right. Closing out the first round here, I'm going to go uh, to the other conference here, the AFC. And, and my first pick is the New England Patriots. This is a team that I really like what they did this offseason. I think they said we have a ton of money. Let's add weapons for our quarterback, right? And originally we thought it's Cam Newton. And, you know, what's a quarterback who has a shot arm's best friend? Oh, it's tight end. So, the, you know, adding Johnny Smith, adding Hunter Henry. Granted, I know Henry's already hurt, but, you know, adding a big play guy like Nelson Aguilar, right? Doing, doing all these things to, to, to build around your uh, quarterback and give him weapons. And then you draft Mac Jones. And, and for all accounts, you know, people are really impressed with him. And, and I think, you know, I, the one thing I kind of worry about is if people are going to expect a 300 yard passer. And I, I think they're not going to rely on Mac Jones in that kind of respect. I think they're going to let him be effective, be efficient, be accurate, be short, control the clock. And, and I really think this is going to be a team that kind of just pounds the ball, man. I mean, Damian Harris has been waiting for what, two, three years now to be the guy. And this is his chance. And I, and I, I really do feel like they're just going to be aggressive with the ball in terms of, you know, controlling the clock. And I like what they did on defense. You know, I, this is a team that has really good cornerbacks and I know the whole Gilmore situation can be a little bit shaky, but JC Jackson can cover a number one corner. Um, you know, and now adding a guy like Matthew Judon, you're, you're trying to impress improve your pass rush here. This is a team that, you know, I know that that division is getting tougher. The Jets obviously can't get, any worse the Dolphins showed huge improvement obviously the Bills were a game away from the Super Bowl uh so it's not an easy division but this is a team that was seven and nine last year using Jared Stidham Brian Hoyer and and a shot Cam Newton so you know I I I see all the things they've done gives them a really good chance especially with some of the teams that were in the playoffs last year in the South in the AFC like the Colts um 
this is a team that definitely can grab go out and grab you know ten wins and and grab a wild card spot here. Dylan, what are what are your thoughts on the New England Patriots? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think there's a I think there's a good shot of them making the playoffs. I think they're gonna. I think the Bills will win the division, but um, but I think it's just a matter of whether the whether the Dolphins can kind of build on what they've done. Or if they kind of, if I think if they come in and even stay the same, the Patriots have gotten better. So I think they're going to be able to, they're going to be able to get ahead of them if they just stayed the same. If they progress, then maybe they'll be in that that mix there with them. Um, it's the year where it's the year where we get to see what Belichick can do. Like I think you get we you get a year after losing arguably the greatest quarterback ever to kind of like reformulate and come back and figure, you know, do things, do things the way that you think you can win. Uh, and I think, you know, with him getting rid of cam that, that, that signaled to me that like, Hey, we know what we're doing here. Like we've got an identity. We've got a, what we want every position to look like. And like, this is going to be the year that we start to go for the playoffs or beyond. Um, so I, I definitely think that they're, they're, they're pointed in the right direction. They feel like they're a playoff team. They feel like they can make, make it into the playoffs and, you know, beyond. And um, in that particular division, I believe they, I believe they can, I, I believe with the talent on that team that they, that they can make that it'll be a little tough. Like I said, if the dolphins also take a step forward, then that'll kind of decide whether they're going to get in the playoffs or not, but um, definitely was a team on my list as well. JJ, what do you think? Yeah, kind of echoing what Frank said, uh, this is one of my top teams as well. Um, they're almost built like the early 2000 Patriots, right? I mean, this is when Tom Brady was very young, just, you know, his, in his first couple uh, seasons as a starter. What did they do? I mean, was it the Tom Brady show, really? I mean, you know, yeah, he made some some good throws and um, won them a couple games. But really, it was grinding out um, – the uh, running game, you know, with those running back, like Antoine Smith. Right. And it was just those monsters on defense, you know, like the Richard Seymour's, um, the Teddy Bruschi's, uh, Ty Law, those guys um, really leading the way. And then when you look at the roster they have in 2021, it's very similar. You have a young quarterback, you've got a stable of running backs um, that are ready to roll. Um, and then you have this defense that's, you know, looking really stout. Um, I mean, not only did they add some pieces, Frank mentioned some, but, you know, they get Kyle Van Noy back um, and as well as they rated a couple teams um, in their division, Devin Godshell and, and Henry Anderson uh, from the Jets. So um, bolstering up that front seven. And remember, too, I think if I'm not mistaken, they were the leading team of COVID opt outs last year. So they're getting like all those guys back too, like, you know, and I think the person that headlined that um was the linebacker Dante Hightower. So, um, you know, you get all those pieces together. Like Frank said, they, they added a lot to free agency. Um, you know, in the end, I think it's how well does Mac Jones play? Um, and I think we've gotten an early indication even before them taking the field that, hey, not only did we name Mac Jones a starter, we got rid of our 2020 starter in Cam Newton. Um, so that, I, that tells me that Belichick's got a lot of faith in him. Uh, but obviously we need to see it on the field if Mac Jones can produce or at least function enough to where he, 
can manage the game. He doesn't necessarily have to carry the entire team on his back like Tom Brady did in his later years. Uh, but if he can manage the team and play within himself and limit the turnovers, uh, they can heavily rely on that running game, play the good defense, go that route. And, you know, like you said, Dylan, I, I too think Buffalo is going to win that division. I think they're just way too talented. Uh, but it's hard to ever count out a Bill Belichick team. And I think they're going to make some noise and, and get in through a wild card spot. Yeah, I think I think the one thing I think I think we all agree with Buffalo winning that division. I think New England played Buffalo tough last year with Cam Newton being you know a shell of himself, right? Like you know he, you know, granted he had what you know twelve rushing touchdowns and, and those kind of effects, but like that offense you know was really one dimensional, and not not very scary. I mean, I, I think everything they've done is the right thing to at least make you think they're going to do something different. Uh, that the passing is an option, the deep threat's an option with Nelson Aguilar. You know, we can talk about his drops and all that kind of good stuff. But anytime you add that kind of speed to your team, it does open things up, right? It, it opens up the possibility. So uh, definitely a big fan of that. Coming around here uh, with my, my back-to-back, I am going to stay in the AFC. And uh, as JJ mentioned, his pick hurt him. Um, mine also hurts and does not feel great but i i'm gonna go with the denver broncos and this is a team that i do not like <laughs> personally have a lot of uh uh disdain for but i really like what the broncos have done in terms of team building and, and i know last year Cortland sutton went out uh before the season got started and you know they had some injuries and obviously drew lock did not play to his potential but i i love a team that builds through wide receivers builds through weapons gives gives, you know, even if you have an average quarterback, gives your quarterback a chance, right? Um, to have a guy like Jerry Judy, have KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, as mentioned, Cortland Sutton, uh, drafting a running back like Javante Williams in the second round, having a guy, uh, athletic tight end like Noah Fan. There's so many things that they can do on offense. And, and really what I think they did a good job of was add to the secondary. Playing in a division with, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and even Derek Carr, they, this is a division that's going to throw on you. And to add uh, Patrick Certain Jr. and and all and you know uh, was it Kyle Fuller and and really just trying to stack your cornerback room to 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 be able to handle this and I, that's what I like and I think they did all these great things and adding these aggressive corners that can press up and play man um, you know do do what you need to do and really fit this big Fangio scheme that's going to allow your Bradley Chubb your Vaughn Miller to get to the quarterback and that's their best hope for beating a guy like Mahomes and and frustrating Herbert and, and doing those kind of things. So uh, the, the Broncos, like I said, this is a team that was five and 11 last year, but a lot of, a lot of the losses last year were they lost on a field goal at the end of the game. They couldn't close things out. They couldn't really control, you know, control the endings. And, and I don't know if that comes down to poor coaching and maybe we'll find out. I, I part of it was probably poor quarterback play and we'll see what, you know, Teddy Bridgewater does to start the year, but this is a team that, Anytime you have those kind of weapons, I feel like you're a dangerous team. Uh, you know, you don't need the quarterback to be perfect, but you need them to, to, to make some plays and you're giving them every opportunity. There are teams out there, right, that uh, KJ Hamler would probably be close to the number one wide receiver and here he's the number three or number four option. Uh, Jerry Judy has all the makings of being a number one wide receiver. And if Cortland Sutton's healthy uh, coming off that injury, that's a number one wide receiver, you know, pro ball style wide receiver. So, um, you know, JJ, I'll, I'll I'll turn it to you next. Uh, I know we we've talked about this team a lot this off season. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Broncos, and, and do they stand a chance? 
Feel free to well, say no. You you <laughs> took my draft pick, actually. So um, shout out to our buddy, Eddie, who's a big uh, Broncos fan. Uh, he's probably loving to hear this, especially from you, Frank. Um, <laughs> but I was going to select them if you had did not pick them here. So uh, you, you nailed a lot of great points. I mean, you mentioned earlier, um, Frank, with talking about the Cowboys and their wide receiver core. I mean, Broncos want to throw their hat in the ring, too. I mean, they they have a very deep wide receiver core that could re- and, and you could conclude Noah Fanton there, too, that could really uh, challenge for the best in the league. Um, you know, I think it comes down to the, the guy who's pulling the trigger. Um, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a uh, no, I hate using this term, but game manager. I think he, he you know, he he doesn't lose you games, but he doesn't win you a lot of games either. So um, hopefully he can prove me wrong. Hopefully he can try to get that ball pushed down the field. Cause I don't see that a lot from him. I don't think he has the strongest of arms, um, but you know, he's athletic enough. He can make some plays um, with his legs and he's not going to do a lot of stupid mental errors. So um, I think you get a little opposite from drew lock. It's kind of no risk it, no biscuit style with him. So I think we'll actually see both quarterbacks at some point uh, throughout the year. Uh, but I really love the defense. Frank, I know you talked about it before, but you get Bradley Chubb and Von Miller healthy. Uh, with that pass rush, um, I mean, that makes any secondary look good. And then Frank's already outlined the fact that they have bulked up that secondary big time on paper. It's one of the best. So I am I'm think this is one of those dark horse teams that, again, it we'll say it a lot is if it comes down, when it comes out of the quarterback play, if they can get some consistency and they can get some big plays uh, from Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke, whoever plays most of the season, um, this team really realistically could sneak into the playoffs. Um, I think it's still Kansas City's division. uh, But uh, beyond that, I mean, I think the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos are all in the same boat. And I think they could squeeze out a wildcard team out of that division after the Chiefs. And the Broncos definitely, definitely contend for that. What about what about you, Dylan? What do you think? I'll be the. Uh, I I hear everything you guys are saying, and uh, and I I mean it's great. It's a great case for for them making the playoffs. I think they could sneak in possibly um, as a wild card. I'm not as high on them as as, as you guys are. Um, Mostly for me, for me, my my detracting uh, factors to the Broncos would would the quarterback position. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is Teddy Bridgewater. Like I, I think he's you know gonna gonna manage the game. He's nothing super sexy. He's you know the argument always is he's not gonna lose you games. It's like well. I don't, I don't even know what that means. Like you're, you're not going to lose me games, but you're not going to win me games. What are you doing then? So, and then I think Drew Locke, I think in the end, Drew Locke will be that kind of guy that everyone saw potential in and just, it, it just continued to be potential, but he just couldn't quite click. Um, so I don't like the quarterback position there. I don't like, uh, I don't like Fangio. I don't, I, I, I just don't get a vibe from ever since he there's I think it was week one of last year when he just like let the game end while, while he had timeouts left. I was the Titans game. I think it was. Yeah. I was like, I was like, how do you like, I felt like at that, I feel like at that point you could walk in and just fire your coach. If you're like, you lost the game and you had tight time. Like, what are you doing? Like, why would you not use your timeout? That makes no sense. Right. So 
that just makes me kind of question all of his decisions that he's going to make. Um, I know it could have just been like a simple mistake and whatever, but even he came out after and he wasn't like it was a mistake. He kind of like made it into something like he meant to do this. So for those two reasons, I'm weary. I would, uh, there's another team in the division that I'm probably going to pick if it gets back around to me for that, for that dark horse. And I think we all know like who, (laughs) who's probably going to win that division Um, (laughs) is Kansas city. Um, So Yes, there's, you know, there's the AS, uh, there's other divisions that I think may only get one team in, so they could sneak in as, as, as a, as a wild card, but I, I wouldn't count them in anything more than, than a possible wild card. And, and, you know, I'll add this, I I totally get, you know, the hesitation on Teddy Bridgewater. He's not exciting. Like he's not a, I think when he came out in, you know, pre crazy knee leg injury, like, he was like, oh, he's a quarterback that can run. And, and like, and then you found out, like, no, he's, he's more of a game manager. Like, yeah. also, like, what Teddy Bridgewater did last year was he didn't turn the ball over. Um, he was efficient. He was accurate. And I think this is a team where, really, they don't need him to, to throw deep. They just need him to throw accurate. Like, get the ball near Cortland Sutton, and he'll make a crazy catch, right? Like, get the ball to K.J. Hamler in space and let him do his work. Same thing with Jerry Judy. Um but I get it. I, I, if, if there were, if there were, you know, the two reasons, if you said, give me two reasons why this team isn't going to do it. I think those two reasons are the exact reasons. I think anybody would say, right. Like Vic Fangio hasn't lived up to head coaching standards and, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, whatever it is, if, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. And this is probably one of those scenarios where we're going to see both quarterbacks at some point this year. But yeah, no, I think I, both of them are dream like backup quarterbacks. Like any team would love to go into a season with Teddy Bridgewater or even Drew Locke as their backup quarterback. They'd be like awesome because they can win some games. They can they they can you know they, they can play in the in the NFL. But you have you're, you have two backup quarterbacks battling for a starting quarterback. <laughs> would you would, would you risk your job on Teddy Bridgewater being your quarterback? Because right. that's essentially what he's doing, right? So, no, totally get it. Well, JJ, I apologize for taking your pick, but you are back up and on the clock, sir. Who are you going with? Oh, good. Uh, I got another team that was pretty close to the Broncos uh, that I would have had a debate between, but you make the, you made the job a lot easier, Frank. So I thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so what this I'm here team, for, man. <laughs> <laughs> so this next team I'm about to pick, uh, they finished 500 last year. They, um, they went into the offseason knowing that they were so close. They made some big splashes in free agency, um, kind of retooled, obviously, like many teams did in the draft. Um, and they're really primed to make some noise this year because I think, um, you know, their head coach is starting to get on the hot seat a little bit. And um, again, with that seventh uh, playoff spot, I think it makes this team a little bit easier to get in, even if they, you know, do like a 10 and seven type record, maybe even nine and eight, uh, depending on how some of the other teams finish. But uh, I think they have enough to um, squeak their way into the playoffs. Maybe that's sixth or seventh seed. Um, and that team's Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I was pounding the table for them last year. Obviously, they fell a little short. Um, I personally think it was the injury. They didn't get a lot of play, but the injury to Kyler Murray really hurt them down the stretch. Uh, but they went out and uh, they tried to get him some more weapons. They get A.J. Green. We'll see if he's uh, healthy. And I mean, even if he's like, a, you know, a step behind the, the 
perennial all pro AJ Green. That's still a great number two wide receiver to have next to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they get uh, a potential uh, player in uh, a game breaker in uh, Rondale Moore to play the slot. That with all their many other slot receivers that they have, um, they go out get a, a hammer James Connor uh, to kind of pair with. Um, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Twenty nine. <laughs> Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I think one of the uh, the moves that they got that didn't get a lot of play was getting Rodney Hudson. I mean, that was kind of a odd situation that the the Raiders um, did a trade with them, and um, I think that's going to be a huge upgrade at the center position for them. Um, but then on defense, obviously, you get a a, a big name player like JJ Watt. Um, Again, you know, even like AJ Green, even if he's about a 90% version of JJ Watt that we're accustomed to, I'll take that guy any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Um, if nothing else, he's, he's a great, uh, you know, team leader. Um, pair him up with Chandler Jones. I know that was a kind of a weird situation in the offseason with him. Hopefully everything's calmed down with, with Jones. But if you get that combo kind of coming off the edges, uh, that only helps that secondary because that secondary I'm not a big fan of uh, outside of Buda Baker. Um, I know they lost Patrick Peterson uh, to the Vikings this offseason, but uh, they, they try to replace him with Malcolm Butler, but it doesn't look like he's playing this year. He's going through some personal stuff. Hope everything's okay with him. Um, but you know, at the linebacker spot, hopefully we could see Isaiah Simmons take that next step. Uh, we start to see some flashes late last year uh, from him, and then you get a guy like Zayvon Collins to kind of pair up with him uh, to hopefully make some plays as well. So. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. I know they're in the, probably the toughest division of football, but I think they find some kind of way to squeak into the, the playoffs in that, that one of those last couple wild card picks. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, go, go ahead, Dylan. Take the floor, sir. Talk about that handsome coach. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think definitely they're the, I'd put them in that. I'd put them in that like second to third seed in that in that division, depending on what what Seattle we get. Um, yeah, it's a tough, tough division, and I mean, I you could you hey, hey we could have picked anyone from that division and made a case that you know they're going to be in the playoffs this year. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think I think they're they're primed to make that step. If not now, when like. You know what I mean? Like you just you, you just named all the all the players they've added, all the talent they have on that team. They got veterans, they got young guys, like they got guys in their prime, they got guys, you know, in every stage of their career. Yeah, I mean, yeah, JJ Watt to the to the to locker room. You add uh, AJ Green to the locker room. Like, you know, those things that don't maybe show up on the stat lines are things that do show up in like real football. We're so used to playing fantasy football that we forget these guys are going out there and playing real football and leadership and things like that do make a difference in, in the locker room. Um, so I think they're, I think they're, they're doing everything right. I mean, if there was a book written on building a team there, they, they would be doing all the checking all the boxes. Uh, it's just a matter of getting out on that field and seeing where somewhere a team like the Rams, you know, like wh what they actually end up looking like this year. That's a kind of a question mark to me. And then again, like seeing what Seattle we get, um, do we get like a, a dominant Seattle? Do we get that, like, like you said, 10 win Seattle? Then, you know, I think Arizona is right in the mix um, and, they're, and they're probably able to get into the playoffs. So I definitely think it's, it's a solid pick for, for a team that was not in the playoffs that 
uh, could definitely be in the playoffs this next year. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, I will be the dissenting opinion here. I will. I will start by saying the positives, right? I, I like that they're they're being aggressive and adding veterans and trying to change the keep you know positive culture, right? You know, if, if you lose Patrick Peterson, you get another strong voice in there and JJ Watt. And if if AJ Green has anything left, right, this is a great place for him to go and not have to be the guy. So um, I like what they did. I really like the Zayvon Collins pick. That probably was my favorite thing that they did this off season because I like. Zayvon Collins is kind of, uh, JJ mentioned Kyle Van Noy earlier, right? Like a do-it-all linebacker. Can he cover? Can he uh, rush the passer? Uh, can he play the run? And Zayvon Collins is built like that. He, he, you know, he might even be, you know, just uh, one of the better players on the defense after this first year. The, the things I don't like about the Cardinals is, is I don't like the coach. Uh, JJ, you mentioned he's on the hot seat. You know, this is, this is a guy who, who should have made the playoffs last year, right? That, that kind of collapsed down the stretch and losing that seven seed to the bears is, um, you know, in my mind, a little bit unforgivable in the fact that, you know, he lost to the lions and, and Matt Patricia for two straight years, you know, kind of outcoached him. And um, to be outcoached by Matt Patricia is, is pretty hard to do in my opinion. So, I worry about the coach and I, and I also worry that this is just kind of a team that is not necessarily throwing their money in, in, in wrong way, but like kind of like the early 2000 Washington football team, like just buy the best free agents, like get the biggest free agents, like, you know, JJ Watt, if he's healthy, right. It's a, it's a, if it's, it's a huge, if, if AJ green is healthy, if, you know, if James Conner can play like he did two years ago, uh, these are, good moves they also feel like really desperate moves and i understand why they're desperate um but this is a team that that has to make it right we, we have to see kyler murray take a next step we have to see um a lot of these things work out or we're going to be talking about a new coach right we're going to be talking about a new hope maybe a new gm you know who knows what a new gm would do to that team and, and what they how they would rebuild it and change it but this is a team, you know, again, another another second round wide receiver that they added here. Um, they're, they're like a collection of second round receivers with, you know, Rondale and, and Christian Kirk and Andy Isabella. Like something's got to hit, right? These guys are playing in, in, in single coverage with DeAndre Hopkins on the other side. Like they've got to make it work and they've got to take that next step. So there, there's a lot of things to like about the team. If, if I could be the dissenting opinion, I think it's, it's Cliff Kingsbury is just a, a decent coach with a good offensive mind and uh seems like a fun guy like i said he's handsome if, if the playoffs if you get in the playoffs based off being handsome then then cardinals are making it making it as far as possible uh, <laughs> a nice house <laughs> it's a beautiful house right so <laughs> i just I, my biggest worry on there is is that jj if, if you were saying there's one thing wrong with the cardinals what is it um I think the big games, like the spotlight, I think, you know, when it, it's either the big games or knowing that if you win this game, you, you clinch a playoff spot. You said it, Frank, it just seems like they just don't step up to the challenge or if they're on a primetime game, it's just, uh, you know, they're just not there yet. And uh, we, we kind of see it, even though they did make the playoffs for years, it's kind of like with the Bengals for that stretch of like five years. It's like, yeah, they're, they're, good enough to you know either knock on the door to the playoffs or get into the playoffs but they just kind of fall apart when the spotlight's shown on them and i think if they can win a game like that um and you know take that next step and get into the playoffs i think that you know that saves kingsbury's job 
Um, it gives uh, a little bit more faith in guys like Kyler Murray and the GM, and then they can kind of continue to build off that going into 2022. But yeah, it's it's that it's that spotlight, those spotlight moments where they need to really step up. Cool. All right, so Dylan, why don't you uh, take on with your last pick? All right, with my uh, with my next pick here, I'm gonna go with uh, we we've we've stayed out west, and we're gonna stay out west for a little longer. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Um, I think. I, I, I have very, very high expectations for Herbert. Uh, I think, I think a lot of people do, uh, but I, you know, everything I've heard about, I mean, obviously his last season, he, he had an amazing season, but everything you're hearing out of, out of their camp is like people that are just so impressed with how, with, with how good of a quarterback he is, how good of a leader he is. Like he really has that locker room. And uh, I think he really has the ability to take that team pretty far. Um, I think, you know, the Chiefs win the division. Uh, I kind of made my case against the the Broncos. I think the Raiders aren't really going to be in that, you know, contending for the, contending for the, uh, for the division in any way, shape or form. Um, so I, I feel safe saying that, you know, if, a team, if another team's going to get in, it's going to probably be, uh, the Chargers out west. Frank, what do you think about? I know this is I know this is your uh, Chiefs division. <laughs> what do you think about going up against these Chargers twice a year and the likelihood of them making the playoffs? So, so I take my biased glasses off again, and um, you know this is a team that's done a lot of the right things. Right, they got their quarterback. They, you know, I, you always applaud a team that can go from a future Hall of Fame quarterback and and draft literally the next year draft the the next you know, quarterback of the future and hit. And by all accounts, it looks like Justin Herbert's hit, right? You know, he had a really good year. I, I think we saw a lot of, of what he is, which is kind of a gambler. He's going to take some chances with some throws. He probably shouldn't, but you know, if it works, you're, you're sitting there talking about how great he is, right? It's the Patrick Mahomes thing. So um, what I, what I really like about this team is, is, you know, the, you look at the pieces in, in key positions, you have a, a Joey Bosa, you have a, Derwin James, you have a Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, you have a lot of the, you know, you draft a, a guy like um, uh, Slater in the first round, right? You know, you, you have, you have these really key positions filled out by young guys, guys with good contracts, and then some veterans sprinkled in like Keenan Allen. So I, I really like what they've done. I, I think, you know, we'll see how the new coach works, right? It seems like he's exciting. It seems like he's going to do a lot of big things. Uh, I think it's very easy to be a defensive coordinator when you have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on your defense. Uh, but in turn, he's going to have <laughs> Joey Bosa and, and Derwin James. So um, I'm excited. I, I think this is a, a good team. I think I think they're going to be a tough out for for the Chiefs and, and anybody else who who plays them. But uh, I, I definitely can see this team making the playoffs and being, you know, six seed, five seed and making somebody's life difficult in the first round. JJ, um, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, I. the biggest thing with the Chargers, and I could say this for the last 15 years, is health. I, I've never seen a more snake-fitting team when it comes to injuries than the, the, the Chargers. It's it's crazy. I mean, like, when, when you go into every off, off season, like preseason, going into the regular season, 
I mean, the Chargers have to be one of the most talented rosters you've ever seen when you look at the throughout the span of the league. And then they just one by one, they just start, you know, there's an ACL there, sprained ankle here, you know, broken leg there. And it just it just falls apart for them. And they always finish kind of like their games, right? Like right at the end, you know, they're seven and nine, they're eight and eight, you know, they just missed it or they're just a game short. Um, but if they just keep their core components healthy somehow, just and it's probably just luck, I guess. Um, they're they're definitely have a great chance of uh, getting in. Um, I mean, you guys you guys kind of named it already. I mean, you look at all their their key positions. I mean, they have one of the top uh, pass rushers, Justin Herbert. I mean, had a phenomenal rookie season, and heck of a phenomenal first uh, game that he didn't even expect to play <laughs> until like five minutes before kickoff, which is kind of an incredible story. Um, but if he takes that next step, I mean, that's scary. I mean, he, we're talking pro bowl level for him. Um, you know, I, I worry a little bit about the running back depth and the wide receiver depth. Um, I think they have great starters, but after that, it kind of falls off. Um, I love the Josh Palmer pick. I think he did some great things in the preseason. Um, I think he's going to be a solid number three for them. Um, but you know, I'd love to see that defense healthy. Um, uh, you know, Joey Bosa, uh, getting Derwin James back. I think that's one of those guys that he could play all over the field in multiple positions. Um, their secondary is pretty good. Um, they got uh, a couple good linebackers there too. So health, I mean, I know it's, it's key for every team, but it's, it's definitely key for the chargers if they have any shot of making the playoffs. How have they not fired their, their training staff? Like, yeah, right I, now, right? <laughs> at what point do you just be like, it's your fault. You're the strength and conditioning yeah. coach. It's your fault. Doctor. It's, I mean, the doctor literally stabbed. Tyra Taylor in the lungs last year, right? So, like, you got to just be like, it is you. You're the problem. I need you to. I need you to get out. Thing for him last year. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it worked. Sorry, sorry, Tyra Taylor. (laughs) We're all right. (laughs) You got a starting gig again. Uh, Um, (sighs) Yeah, but it'll it'll be interesting with the Chargers. Uh, I mean, that that whole division outside the Chiefs. I mean, I think any one of those teams. And we'll. I know we haven't talked about the Raiders yet. I don't know. one of us will take them, but um, the, all three of them, I think, have a shot, really. Dylan, round us out, man. Start, start us off on the last round. Who's your last yeah. pick? To round us out, I'm going to go with my my I'm going to go with my largest stab in the dark that I could possibly take. Ooh. And uh, just this is for two reasons. For two reasons, I'll go ahead and pick this team. One, looking at the division, I believe that if just a couple things go their way they're going to be in a very they're not going to win the division but they're going to be in a division where they're going to be able to pick up a good amount of wins and then i think this this is a team that has that had the ability to draft one of the surest things that you that that have been out there in a very 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 long time um so i'm going to go with the jaguars so I think you're not going to see Deshaun Watson. You're not going to see Deshaun Watson probably. I don't think you'll see him play another game as a Houston Texan, no matter how this situation kind of shakes out. I think if it all gets cleared and if tomorrow everything gets dropped and everything, then I believe we see him sit and wait till he can be traded for good value. Uh, I don't think we see him on the field. I think that team is maybe – maybe the worst team in the NFL, Houston. Um, 
looking at looking at Indianapolis, does Carson Wentz stay healthy? What does that look like? Uh, I, that's that's one thing that I feel like the, I feel like the Colts have to take a step back for this to be possible. But I do think it's possible that the Colts do end up taking a step back or end up, you know, not having Carson Wentz in there at quarterback and having some type of struggles uh, where you're able to pick up a few wins. I think Tennessee wins the division. I think they're by far the best team in that division. But I believe with those two teams, if the Colts take a step back where they lose, they have that injury bug that we've been talking about with all the other teams. And then Houston, God, if Houston's just Houston, let alone if, they, if someone gets hurt on Houston, then then I think you have a good chance of picking up a fair amount of, of wins in your own division. And then you got the sure thing. You got the, you got the quarterback. I mean, you got the golden boy. He can, win, he can win you some games. It's not a terrible team, I don't think. You throw in um, you throw in Urban Meyer and, you know, maybe we see some new things, some new wrinkles um, in the offense that, you know, maybe, maybe it's it's like when the Wildcat came out or something and no one could stop it there for a little bit because they just didn't see it coming. Maybe we see something like that come out of Jacksonville and, you know, we just see them sneak into the playoffs. I don't think they make any noise in the playoffs, but I think it is possible that you see them sneak into the playoffs. Frank, what do you what do you think about that stab in the dark? Ah, uh, so it's funny. That was actually the next team on my list, um, and because, like you said, it's a it's a division right with opportunity. Uh, they have, you know, I, I always love a team on the last place schedule, right? You get to play the Bengals, get to play the Jets. Um, hope you know the team should be better, but also, you know, you, you get those kind of things, right? You get to play the Texans twice, like you get to play the Colts twice with, you know. Who knows what's going on there? Um, you you got to love Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I do like what they've done in certain positions. Um, I think it all comes down to Trevor Lawrence, right? If, if Trevor Lawrence is, uh, as advertised, it's it's like Andrew Luck in, in 2012. And, um, you know, we all sing the praises of this team and, and how good it is. If Trevor Lawrence is average, um, and maybe that's through the coaching staff. I mean, that coaching staff does not inspire me in the slightest. I think that's the biggest concern is, you know, Urban Meyer and, and whatever, whatever happens there. And, um, you know, he's one headache away from leaving the job and going to take the USC job. So, uh, but, but it, it really is down to the quarterback. And, and, if, and, if, and if Trevor Lawrence can be near what we think he's going to be, I think this is a team that nine wins is not unrealistic, right? Um, then you talk about, you know, the next year having to build on that and keep building this team the right way. But, They've invested at the linebacker or the offensive line position. They've invested at wide receiver and taking some stabs and, and getting reliable targets. You know, I know they drafted Etienne in the first round, and obviously he's out for the year, but still have James Robinson, who's quality back, and Carlos Hyde, who's effective as a um, change of pace guy. So they've done a lot of the right things. Um, I definitely, definitely do think it does come down to the quarterback. JJ? Yeah, this this is an interesting one. They, these guys were not on my list. Um, I, I fully understand why you selected them, and do they have a, a shot? Absolutely, uh, because of that division. Um, but I, you know, there's so much uncertainty with this team, uh, which can be you know work in your favor in this argument or could work against you. Um, I guess just for the sake of argument, I think I'll just go with the fact that too many questions about this team. Um, 
you know, starting with the quarterback, as you guys mentioned, I obviously we've already, you guys already laid out the fact that Trevor Lawrence has been labeled the next, you know, sure thing since Andrew Luck. Right. And, and maybe he is right. But, you know, we don't know that until we see him take the field. Um, they've got a lot of new free agency uh, pickups, especially at the wide receiver position. Let's see how that works out and how they all kind of gel together. Um, and then there's some guys with some potential that they added that we just we haven't seen yet, right? You know, Josh Allen a couple of years ago, he's supposed to be this dominant pass rusher. Haven't really seen it yet. They draft Clavion Chase on last year. You know, haven't really seen him make much of an impact. C.J. Henderson, you know, is it going to be that shutdown corner? You know, they acquired um, Chuck Griffin through free agency. I, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, can he kind of write that defense and uh, kind of fill in? Uh, for the uh, departed um, Jalen Ramsey of a couple years ago. So uh, do they all have the potential to be a playoff team? Absolutely. But I just, there's just way too many questions about this team for me to, to like, and I know it's kind of a dark horse team for you, Dylan, but for me to stand up on Hill and, and, and top the Jaguars as being a playoff team in 2021, I, I couldn't, I couldn't put any money down on that. That's just way too risky for, for my blood. Yeah. I hear you. JJ, man, you're up. Who, who's, who's the top of your leaderboard right now? Who's the top of your eligible picks? You know, I got, I have two teams here um, that I have about even. So I, I'm, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a, a page from Dylan's book. I'm going to go a little risky here. Um, and I'm going to go with a team that's near and dear to my heart, <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've gone on record saying that this team's probably going to win four or five games this year. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> I, again, I mean, if certain things fall into place here for this team, I could legitimately not only see them get in the playoffs, but actually winning this division. And I, I say that because, um, number one, I think it's, it's a given, right? Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts takes some of the good things that he did late in 2020 and he spreads out throughout the entire 2021 season, I mean, we're going to be talking about him as being one of the top quarterbacks um, in the NFC for sure. Uh, I mean, he's got all the tools there. He's got a strong arm. You know, he's got the uh, ability to run around, uh, extend plays, or even pick up uh, huge gains. Um, if he gets in trouble, uh, I think with the new coach, Nick Sirianni and him coming from Indianapolis, some of the things that they did in the running game, I think are going to benefit huge for, for Philadelphia this year. They have a dynamic running back in Miles Sanders that I was way underutilized last year. Um, and I think if they can lean on him more to make some big plays, both in the running game and passing game, they drafted a guy, Kenny Gainwell, who can also help out in the passing game, kind of take that Naheem Hines role that, that, he has in um, Indianapolis, um, and I think another another person right outside of Jalen Hurts that needs to take a big step is another Jalen Jalen Rager. I mean, if he lives up to his first round status, and and Devonte Smith lives up to his first round status, um, that could be a heck of a one-two combo wide receiver. You got two dominant uh, tight ends, uh, Zach Ertz coming. Zach Ertz, and oh, by the way, they have the top offensive line in the league as long as they stay healthy. Um, and then you pair that with a solid defensive front that they got. And I mean, if, if all those pieces fall into place for, the, for Philadelphia, um, I can't see why they aren't successful and either get into the playoffs through wild card or 
you know, let's face it, the NFC East is not a very strong division. So uh, they could certainly uh, win the division if those, uh, if those things uh, come to fruition. But what do you guys, uh, what do you guys think? Yeah. So this is, this is a really interesting team to me because, you know, you mentioned the offensive line, you mentioned, you know, back-to-back years of drafting a wide receiver in the first round, right. Trying to add weapons and, and, and really give, you know, your team a chance. And you think about all the, all the heavy draft picks that they've put in, put in on the offensive side, right? Like, uh, do you think Jalen Reger, you, you know, last year, you think uh, Dallas Goddard was the first round pick a couple of years ago. Miles Sanders was a second round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Goddard was um, a second round pick, by the way. Goddard, Goddard was a second round pick. Oh, yes. my, my apologies. Sorry. Um, so, you know, you, you've invested these, these top picks on, on your offensive side of the ball, you know, Andre Dillard, uh, you know, Lane Johnson was the first round pick grand. That was like, I think, you know, we talked about it the other day, it was like, man, that was like 20, 2013. But, you know, there, there's a lot of, of, of heavy investments on this front side. And I, I really like it. I think, you know, my only my only concern is how far can Jalen Hurts take you, right? What What is, you know, I think, I think the sky is the limit for somebody with athletic ability like him, but there's also a, a really low floor, in my opinion. So, um, and then also the secondary too, right? The secondary is, I don't want to say unproven because you do have guys back there that, you know, like Darius Slay, but you know, is it, is it, what are you going to get when you, when you go up against a combo of Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup or Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, if he's ever healthy or Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, you have a lot of receivers in that division alone that you're really having to go against. And, and I'm intrigued to see what happens when they, when they play those kind of guys and, Really, week one's a good test, right? With Calvin Ridley and, and Kyle Pitts, that'll kind of give you a good indication of what what they can do, right? So, um, JJ, what what is, what is your realistic expectation for Jalen Hurts? I mean, I know if you, you mentioned this team as possible playoffs, it's you can't be bad, <laughs> but what are your what are your expectations? <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting, and and you brought up um, something that kind of triggered something in my mind is that you know he's going to go into the season starting his fifth game or playing in his fifth game rather. And, and as a brand new offense. Um, so we haven't seen this combination yet, uh, which kind of translates to NFL defenses is what are we going to see? Are we going to see a drop back passer? Are we going to see somebody who's going to bootleg move around a little bit? Are we going to see more of a Lamar Jackson, Trey Lance kind of, you know, we're going to run the ball a lot, do a lot of RPOs, run action, those type of things. Are we going to be a ground? We don't know what this offense is truly going to look like. Um, I expect Jalen Hurts um, to be kind of like in the middle of a pocket passer and a, and a runner. Um, obviously, he's still young, so I don't expect him to be a Tom Brady where he's going to be able to uh, read defenses, you know, like a 15-year vet. But, you know, so I expect him to try to make a couple of reads if it's not there tuck it and run. So um, I have my realistic expectations, what I said earlier, four, four to five or five to six wins or something like that. So, uh, but I think certain things need to fall into place and they could easily get nine wins, 10 wins. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, in that, in their division, they could, you know, they're easily in the running to be the second best team in that division, like easily. And then something happens with Dallas or, you know what I mean? Like injuries happen or how many times have 
has Dallas just not lived up to expectations? You know what I mean? And nothing's really happened. It's just, you know, Mike McCarthy is just Mike McCarthy, maybe. You know what I mean? And it just doesn't gel. So there's no reason to think that they can't be the second best team. I think they're right there with the Giants, talent-wise, Redskins. You can make arguments, you know, certain things are better than certain than other things, um, you know, with, with each of those teams. But in the end, you come out with pretty much equal teams. Um, I never I, – I mean, I remember the, the season wrapping up and just, like, just hearing, like, pundits and stuff talk about Jalen Hurts and – I never got like the the hate for him. Like, I mean, when he came in, was he like, you know, was he a Pro Bowl quarterback? Was he a you know MVP quarterback? No, but he also like had flashes of really great performances, and I think the team took to him really well. Um, it was definitely kind of a jolt when he came in there as a starter. Um, so I, I'm I'm excited to see what he can do in this you know this full year here. Um, I like what the, I like, you know, the, the additions on, on offense, like you said, they've, they've been investing in their offense uh, for a long time now. I think you had, you know, add Smith in their wide receiver who is, you know, arguably like the best wide receiver coming out of the draft. So that never hurts <laughs> to have a guy like that. You got two tight ends that are, you know, pro bowl tight ends or, you know, high caliber tight ends. So, yeah, I mean, a, a few things go your way and, you're right there in the mix for the division um, or, you know, possibly squeaking in there as a, as, as a, as a wildcard team. Um, I don't think it's out of the question for sure with, with, uh, with the Eagles. Yeah, definitely agree. Definitely agree. All right. Well, I'm going to, to wrap up this draft and uh, the pickings, I'll say the pickings are a little slim, but uh, the team I'm going to pick last here is uh, one that I think has realistically a really good shot. I think, um, the division is a lot tougher this year uh, going into it than it was last year. And that's the Miami Dolphins, uh, you know, sticking in the AFC here again with my picks. Is, it's, this is a team that has – I, I, I'm a sucker for weapons. I'm a sucker for teams that try to have as many wide receivers, tight ends that they can that, to make the quarterback successful. And I know uh, – there are a lot of things you can say about Tua from last year where he didn't develop enough or didn't produce enough and got benched in key moments. But um, I think this is a team that was right on the cusp of the playoffs, right? And they were, they thought maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick was the best answer at the end of the season, but they also let Ryan Fitzpatrick go so they could play Tua. Uh, so clearly there's some belief in Tua in there and, and, you know, drafting a guy like Jalen Waddle, um, you know, giving up a, a future pick, uh, future first round pick to, to land them is, is a big deal. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it was multiple for future first, right? Um, JJ, what, I don't know what stock load of picks your team has now from that, that trade, but, um, you know, this, this is a team that, that, you know, they invest money in Will Fuller. They, they already had Devonte Parker, uh, Mike Isecki, since he's a Penn state tight end, he's the greatest tight end that ever lived. Um, and then they drafted a ton of offensive line. And then not to mention, you know, on the defensive side, they have two of probably, I'd say two top 10 corners, uh, maybe even one in the top five with um, Xavier Howard and, and Bryce Jones. So what I, what I really like, or Byron Jones, sorry, not Bryce. You know, what I really like that they've done is they've looked at the wide receiver and corner positions and say, we're going to be really strong here. Um, 
And then, you know, we're going to invest a ton of draft picks and, and capital into the offensive line. And they took a ton of people in the offensive line. And then this year, again, they took more. And they're kind of just throwing them there and saying, okay, what's going to work? Who's going to work? Who's going to fill in this role? And, um, you know, I know we just mentioned, you know, Philadelphia is a, a team that kind of it can go as far as the quarterback takes them. I, I think I think Miami is 100% a team that is relying on the quarterback because, you know, with the running back position being Miles Gaskin is your number one, it's not super appealing to me. So I think this is a team that is legitimately – we're going to rely on the quarterback. We're going to rely on the quarterback and then we're going to rely on our defense to, to make some turnovers, make some plays, but the quarterback is, is going to lead us. He's going to, he's going to have to score points. Uh, we're going to give him every possible type of weapon. You have your big body receiver in, in Devonte Parker. who's going to make some jump balls. You have your, your over the top guys in Fuller and, and Waddle. And also, you know, a thing I love about a guy like Waddle is give him the ball and a little bit of space and let him do the rest of the work. Um, you know, two and Waddle played, it's cliche, but they played together in college. Um, but, you know, so there's some familiarity there and, and, and really just have a chance here um, to where, you know, I will see, I, I, Buffalo is a clear favorite, right? I know we've all talked about Buffalo as a Super Bowl favorite. Uh, New England's done a ton to improve. We talked about them. Um, they've done a ton to improve too. And, and obviously the Jets have nowhere to go but up. But this is a team that last year was a lot better than I think most of us thought and did nothing this offseason to get worse, I'd say, right? Like, I, I think I think everything they did was, was in line with trying to improve, and I know um, pre-22 count allegations against Deshaun Watson, they were a team that were looking at Watson as maybe, and I, and I, and I, and, you know, I think the one thing I'll add on that is I, I think, you know, it's not a knock on Tua. It, you were looking at a quarterback pre-controversy that was probably top five, top eight at, at worst, and you're saying, you know, we have something good, but let's have something great um, and know that it's great. But if, if we don't get it, uh, we've heard Brian Flores say it in the preseason that they're happy with Tua. They like Tua. Tua's a good leader. He does this. He's doing all the right things. So um, I'll turn it over to you guys to tell me where I'm wrong. But I, I think the Dolphins are – I know they're the last pick in our draft, but I, I feel like they're much higher if we were – if we put all these teams together in a list and said, okay, rank them. Um, I feel like they're probably in the top half. Uh, just based off of talent and, you know, division alone. So you guys tell me where I'm wrong here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you look at their division first and foremost. I mean, you, you laid out kind of, you know, the, the team itself very well. Uh, you look at the division. We say that the Jets have nowhere to go but, but up. Uh, that's not totally true. They could go lateral. <laughs> and they, they've done that for they've done that for they've done that for like 20 years they've been very good at laterally oh. moving and sucking so they could just still suck you know what i mean that's totally possible um patriots yeah i mean they've spent a lot of money they put a lot of they put a lot of kind of chips on the table for this year but you still got a rookie quarterback you still you know i while while yes you spend the money those players aren't, you know, it's not Deshaun Watson they went out and got or something like that. You know what I mean? Those players are, are, are role players that if you use right, they can be very good players, but they weren't like all-stars their position that are just going to completely come in there and change the team. So where that kind of lands, we'll see. Uh, you know, kind of sh would be shocked if the Dolphins are up there contending with the Bills, 
But hey, you never know. We've talked about the injury bug a million times with other teams. Um, that can always strike. Or you you just have seasons, you know what I mean, that just don't go your way. Um, so out of that division, they're, you know, they're, 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 they could be a second place team. And, and I mean, like the way they played last year, they played with a lot of heart. I know that's not something that goes, you know, into stats necessarily, but they were in games last year that they probably shouldn't have been in. And, um, you know, maybe you could, you could maybe make the argument that now Tua has got the season under his belt. He understands the playbook better, which was he himself admitted he didn't know the playbook. Um, so, you know, he, he has that season under his belt. The team, the team has that season under their belt. Maybe they come into this year a little bit, you know, a little bit better off to start and, you know, sneak their way into the playoffs. It's, I think it's definitely, definitely possible. Yeah. How about you, Jay? Um, I mean, you guys named a lot of things about this team. There's a lot of good things about this team. I am super, super high on Tua Tungavailoa this year. Um, I think that some of the things that hurt him last year, not only just being a rookie, the COVID year, coming off that devastating hip injury. I mean, he had a lot of things working against him and he still went out and, you know, he put, he had a couple decent performances. Obviously he wasn't a Justin Herbert type quarterback, which I think is another detriment to him. Unfortunately, I don't think that's fair, but you know, that's just the reality of it. But I think he takes a giant step forward this year. Um, you know, he doesn't have anybody really peering over his shoulder. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is a threat to him whatsoever. It's more of just a veteran backup he can lean on. Um, but the, you know, like Frank, you mentioned it, all the, the weapons they put around them. I think their running backs are serviceable. Obviously, they're not sexy. I mean, they're all average over four yards to carry last year. So it's not like they were t- like downright terrible. But, you know, they're not the uh, Christian McCaffrey's of the world back there either. So uh, but I think they're they're there to do their job. Um and really, this defense, I think, is truly underrated. Um, I bet you, you probably couldn't go to a casual fan and have them name five people on that defense, but they're solid. And, they, and they're going to be, you know, top 15 defense, uh, possibly even top 10 defense. Um, that's just kind of the way they are. And, and, and you have somebody like Brian Flores that comes from the New England tree. It's just, you know, they're that do your job kind of you know, team, right. You know, they're, they're just going to go out there and again, they're not going to be this, you know, the sexiest defense out there, but they're going to get the job done. Right. You know, so they're going to make opposing offenses have a really tough time. And uh, I I know this sounds stupid, but they, I, I think they have one of the top three kickers on their team too. I think Jason Sanders is pretty close to automatic as you can get. I think he's could give uh, Justin Tucker runners for his money for one of the best kickers in the league. So uh, I know that sounds silly that we're talking about kickers, but we all know that this game comes down to inches and, you know, a missed kick here or a made kick there is make or break season. So yep. um, definitely somebody good to have on special teams, but um, good pick Frank. I, w- I was uh, I actually forgot to put that on my list for some reason, but uh, um, I, I, yeah, I definitely believe in the dolphins this year and especially um, which I expect if Tua makes that, that leap in year two. Yeah, I think again, yeah, all, all good points with the Dolphins, and it, it's one of those teams where I, I think I think I don't think anybody would be surprised if they won eleven games. And Dylan, I'm, I'm going to end it on this: is, is you made a really good point with you know this team kind of plays with a lot of heart, right? They were they were two years ago they were projected to get like two wins and they got five, and it was like you know they had trick plays and all these things. But I, I, Brian Flores is slowly kind of becoming like. I almost call him like a Mike Tomlin kind of coach. 
where it's just like people want to play for him. They like him um, and they play hard for him. And you never hear a bad thing about him. Right. Um, you know, not to get super political, but when the, you know, when the team made a stand about racism last year, he was in the video with them and he was the one supporting the team. And if they wanted to take a knee, they could take a knee and, they, and he didn't have an issue with it. He was like, are you listening to the players? And, and I, and I, you know, and, and, and people could be like, Oh, what does that matter? He just said the three words. It's like, just having the support of your guys, right. It's, it's kind of a big deal. So, um, you know, I, I know it's silly, but I, I think, I think those kind of little things go a long way. Right. And it's not Joe judge cussing you out because you got into a fight in practice. It's, it's a guy who actually cares about his team and wants to uh, <laughs> be the, be the leader and be the face. And, and I, I, I will admit, I feel like I was wrong when Brian Flores got hired as like a, another new England reject. He's just going to do a lot of stupid things and burn out in two years and, Kind of, you know, have a Mangini moment or something like that, but he's the anti-Matt Patricia. JJ, you look like you got a thought, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I was gonna, gonna laugh because you. I was gonna say, you know, Matt Patricia did the same thing that you just said Brian Flores did. So <laughs> I know, yeah, well, I know you're not the biggest sucks. Matt Patricia fa- fan, but I was like, yeah, Matt Patricia did the same thing. But <laughs> yeah, three wins and one tie later. He's out of here. I, I tell you, a certain cornerback in Philadelphia that was not a biggest fan of Matt Patricia. I, I, you know, I bet you there's certain cornerbacks in Detroit that are not the biggest Matt Patricia fans. Uh, oh, gentlemen, I mean, looking back, you know, Dylan led us off with San Francisco, also picked the Chargers and the Jags. JJ uh, Dat started off with Dallas, Arizona, Philadelphia, and, and I had, you know, New England, Denver, and Miami. Um, you know, that kind of leaves a a long list of teams is is there any honorable mentions um for you guys of, of teams that you know quick 30 second blurbs of toss a team out there you know i know we just bagged on the jets so maybe maybe not the jets and maybe not the lions <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll i'll throw one out real quick uh that i was also debating uh minnesota um, I know a lot of people rag on Kirk Cousins, but I think they're a very top heavy team, meaning, you know, if all of their starters stay healthy, uh, they can be very dangerous. Um, you know, Calvin Cook had an amazing year last year. Uh, the two wide receivers they got, um, they have a pretty stout, um, defensive front. Uh, so again, if the pieces fall in the right place for them, you know, they could mm-hmm. definitely sneak their way into the playoffs and, and maybe make some noise. Dylan. I, I would be lying to you if I said I had anybody. <laughs> and then we, we, we pretty much we've, cro- we've crossed all your list. Everybody else playoff teams, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not a lot. I mean, looking at it, like you said, there's like the Jets, the Lions, the you know the Raiders. The, the the next team I had on my list after Miami and Minnesota to round it out was Atlanta. Um, and and the reason Atlanta is because you know I feel like even without Julio, they're still going to throw the ball. Um, Arthur Smith, I, I you know. As much as I felt Tennessee was boring on offense, they were super effective, right? Uh, he found a way to get the ball into his in his playmaker's hands, and Mike Davis will never be Derrick Henry, but I don't think he has to be. I just think they have to be effective in running the ball to open up the passing game. And um, you know, I, who doesn't like Kyle Pitts, right? Like, what's not to love about Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley for all the games that Julio missed last year, or was a decoy, or whatever you want to call it? Uh, I I thought Calvin Ridley was was a, you know, at the end of the year, he was playing like a top five, top 10 fantasy wide receiver. So um, putting up huge numbers. So I, I definitely think there's some things to like in Atlanta as well. So, yeah. 
that 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 does it, boys. That's our our NFL preview for teams that missed the playoffs last year that we think have a good chance of making it this year. Um, again, some really good picks, and uh, I think we did a good job leaving the really bad ones off. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as always, find us Apple, Spotify, uh, all the other cool all the other cool things. I don't know how else people like anchor. Uh, Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, MySpace, MySpace. Uh, please check out my live journal. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Thanks so much, and uh, talk to you soon. See you.